is to just welcome everyone to today's Citizens Climate University. It's a weekly webinar program on Citizens Climate Lobbies that provides support for CCL volunteers like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host, Brett Cease, and tonight what we're going to zero in on is a fresh take on giving an introductory presentation for CCL. We're going to be joined by CCL's presenters and scheduler's action team leaders, Dave Kane, Irene Yang, and Abe Mazalik for a webinar that's going to debut a new presentation deck that the presenter's action team has been prototyping to provide a fresh take on giving an introductory presentation about CCL. We're going to explore how to use the associated resources in this studio to prepare for your own presentation and to demonstrate it in action. So a little bit about our speakers. Again, we're going to hear from the wonderful Irene Yang. We're going to hear from Dave. We're going to hear from Abe. I'll let them introduce themselves as they jump in. But I also know that there's been a whole larger team that's been a part of this prototype effort. And Dave and Abe are going to do a good job of understanding and highlighting that um, when we get to that tonight in that section of the background. So first, we're going to give you a little bit of a, a background like I've highlighted on what this approach is and how it got started. Dave is also going to then highlight some breakout personal story elements with Abe, and we'll actually do a breakout um, with your own partner to help you frame how you'd like to prepare for this. Irene's going to give you a live presentation example. Dave's then going to walk you through the studio, the overall suite of tools that you can use to help build your own presentation deck. And then we'll review how you can get support after tonight to really build that community and feel confident in your presenting skills after our webinar. So with that, thank you all so much for being here and I'll pass the mic over to you, Dave. Well, hi everybody. I'm thrilled that you're all here. This is a, a special opportunity for us uh, and a project we've been working on that we're very passionate about. Uh, I am a co-lead of the Presenters and Schedulers Action Team and I wanted to start out by looking backwards just a little bit. And uh, we all are emerging from the pandemic and uh, you can just kind of read about ahead of you. We're sort of in an inflection point. So I wanna ask how easy was it for our audience, and you can read, to discern that we're just pushing pre-prepared slides and regurgitating notes and facts and figures. You know, when I started presenting, most of my work in presenting and getting ready for a presentation was to disguise this very fact. That was what I was most worried about to appear natural when I was pushing these slides. But we have an opportunity. And I think it's part of this inflection point as we're coming out of the pandemic and we've got some motivation with the Inflation Reduction Act to think about how we do things from end to end. So let's take a look at some of the guidance that we, we have from Danny Richter. How many of you, I know many of you uh, went to the conference in June, but also attended virtually. I always love to sit in on what Danny has to say. And what he's sharing here, I think is pretty meaningful. What he's saying is that we should keep our conversations local, not global. But this is important, that we urge everyone to tap into our emotional level, uh, rather than facts and figures. And this is the kind of presenting that we do as lobby teams before members of Congress. Danny says, 
Members of Congress love our personal stories and they like to share them. Who doesn't? You know, we've been telling stories, personal stories, ever since humans have been humans. And so a lot of what we're going to be talking about tonight taps into that. You may have participated in a communications exercise in July chapter meetings, and the intent was to hone our communication skills. So here's what was the instructions, and I've just extracted this going. Stories are a great way to personalize climate change and bring it close to home, to connect with your listeners, your audiences, and evoke emotions that motivate people to change their mind and take action. Pretty interesting, right? Okay, so how does that apply to us? Well, we've been involved in a project since the beginning of the year, uh, partly motivated by the fact that our standard presentation deck for introducing CCL was out of date. But we thought that we would also look at this inflection point ahead of us. And it's an inflection point that's on the upswing. So veteran presenters got together and I, much of what we're gonna talk about is by presenters, for presenters, and some of the names here, I wanna apologize that I left anybody out, but we've created an entirely new approach that I believe and hope that it, you'll be very much comfortable with. So I'm gonna turn this over to Abe Masliak, who was co-leading this in, initiative to sort of introduce uh, what we've done. Abe? Thank you, Dave. Uh, I'm Abe Masliak, and I'm really happy to be here. And it's great to see all of you here. Uh, I'm a co-lead of Silicon Valley East chapter of CCL. And I've been working with Dave and others <clears throat> on making pre presentations and working on this new introductory presentation approach. So we've worked on a fresh take on introducing C CCL. The pathway to climate advocacy starts with you. You joined CCL for important reasons and you're volunteering your time to make a difference. You want your audience to understand and appreciate why these reasons are important to you and hopefully to them. This is done through sharing your personal stories. The arrows you see around the circle indicate the pathway is a personal journey for you to improve your advocacy with each presentation. Your personal narrative drives the presentation and slides are a supporting tool to tell your story, not the other way around. We want to provide you with a studio to help you conceive and develop your personal climate story. The studio consists of a narrative worksheet as a template to build your presentation. I don't expect you to be reading the details of what you're seeing on the left, but there's your worksheet that you can use. I want to introduce the concept of story points, the building blocks, of personal stories. Your personal narrative is broken down into story points. This is an example of Don Gates using the new approach 
from a recent presentation he gave. His personal story draws you in. First, you write out your personal climate story, your experience from beginning to end. Then you convert your story into story points, like this one. Each story point can be supported with a slide, although it doesn't have to be. To show you how this works, we're going to do a short breakout to discover some of your personal story points. Dave? Okay, so this is a pop-up breakout. And so it's really intended to grab you right on the spot. And it's almost like a Gorsuch test, a Gorsuch test but there are two story points that we're particularly interested in. And uh, we're gonna be breaking out if, if we can um, show the story points. And in groups of two, it's gonna be a five minute breakout. And we are asking you what event or factor brought you to the point where you decided you just had to get active on climate change. Now, this is more than riding a bike and maybe changing your diet, something that was social, something that got you out in the world and got involved with climate change. What motivated you in the first place? A second story point is what experience, and I have this all the time, experience that inspires me, motivates me, something that's exceptional about being in CCL. So those are two story points and we're going to break out now and we're going to have five minutes and then we'll share some of these story points and it sort of illustrates some of the things that Abe said. All right. Well, that, indeed, welcome back, everybody. And uh, we're going to come back and we'll talk about these story points and how you can use them to be a really great presenter. Um, one of my colleagues uh, in our chapter, Silicon Valley North, we're in Silicon Valley, is Irene Yang. And... Uh, Irene is, I wouldn't say a veteran presenter, but moderately experienced, but uh, she's gonna be able to bring this home in terms of how we link story points and how we tell our personal stories uh, all together. And I would introduce her more, but you know, she's gonna tell her personal story. So Irene, are you ready? I am ready. Hello everybody, hope you're ready too. Hello everybody, I'm Irene, like Dave said. Nice to meet you all, and thank you so much for having me here. So I've been a volunteer with CCL for about two years and a climate advocate for a long time before that. And before we get started with things, I wanna learn more about you all, the audience. So I have a quick poll. Where are you on climate change? Just go ahead and answer. This is, this is just a mock-up you know, presentation, so. I think I'll know the answers here, but let's go ahead with it anyways. Okay, so, all right, most of us are alarmed, not surprising. I would be surprised if it wasn't that way. So I think these kind of polls are really interesting because you know you don't just get to share your own opinion, but you get to see the opinions of the people around you too. You know, where do the people in my life stand on climate change? I think sometimes the answers could surprise you. So my journey to climate advocacy was a bit of a surprise to the people around me, um, and especially my family. And that is because I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. 
the oil and gas capital of the US. And when I say I'm from Houston, most people think that, you know, I rode a horse through the desert to school every day. But in reality, Houston is built on a giant swamp. And my childhood looked more like this. Growing up, one of the best things to do every summer was playing in the flooded streets outside my house. Of course, I was just a kid, so I had no idea why my parents hated summer or, you know, as we call it there, hurricane season. And, you know, honestly, I didn't understand just how many people were losing their homes every year to thousand year floods. It honestly wasn't until I got to college in California that I realized that not everybody swims out the window of a car as a teenage rite of passage. Although I will say with more severe and unexpected weather events around the world that this might be an unfortunate reality for more folks. As I grow older and as I understand more about the planet, about science, I became more aware of climate change and the effect that all of us have on this planet. I became more personally responsible. You know, I rode a bike to work, I recycle everything, I gave up meat, delicious, delicious meat. And I still believe that individual actions are the cornerstones of change. But is that enough? It can be very stressful to feel alone in this fight, as I'm sure many of you have felt at some point in your lives. But at the same time, there is a marked change in public opinions about climate change. 75% of Americans are cautious to alarmed about climate change. And I'm sure you've heard climate scientists talk about climate tipping points, you know, the Greenland ice sheet melting, deforestation in the Amazon, but severe weather and other climate related disasters has created a social tipping point that even politicians have really recognized. You know, finally, it seems like there's real hope and possibility laying just beneath the surface. A social tipping point on climate is really upon us. And this is something that I have a lot of hope for. Clean energy technology is booming. So a little bit more about myself. I'm actually an electrical engineer working in Silicon Valley. And for once, I am excited about a buzzword, climate tech, you know, direct air capture, clean energy storage and generation, electrification. There is all this amazing technology out there, but how do we get it more widely implemented? You know, we can't just rely on the fickle funding of private entities. We really have to get there with political will. And I just wanna share something like really exciting that happened to me today that made me so happy. So I was talking with an engineer, um, another electrical engineer working on EV charging. And he told me that the floodgates of hiring for his company opened directly because the Inflation Reduction Act passed in the Senate. Isn't that amazing? You know, green technology is really and truly influenced by the movement of our political machine. And it is so important for us citizens to be able to move this political machine. I found CCL two years ago through a friend who was going through a similar crisis of climate conscience. I and the American public yearn for large scale action on climate change. 
you know, we have the clean energy technology and innovation is exploding. And, you know, that's what CCL's mission is all about, creating the political will for a livable world. So my passion, my advocacy as an ordinary citizen volunteer is creating the national political will to pass legislation, pass more legislation that will deeply decarbonize the American economy. I'm a climate advocate. When people ask me, you know, what do I do? I tell them I'm a citizen lobbyist. When they ask me, you know, what do you lobby for? I tell them it is just the coolest solution. So I have a question for everybody here. Just raise your hands either in video or, you know, through the Zoom raise hand app. But how many of you have lobbied your elected officials at any level? Nice. Okay. This is the kind of audience I expect to, uh, to have a lot of people. So I, I am very glad. And when I say lobby, I mean like writing a letter or email or phone, attending a public meeting, anything like that. I think I did my first lobbying maybe like two years ago. I called my congressional rep, Ro Khanna, for the first time. And I was like, actually so scared. I have no idea why. It was the easiest thing in the world to do, to tell him, you know, hey, Ro, this is something I really care about, climate change. You need to vote on legislation that is really going to affect this. It was super, super easy. And, you know, that phone call, that is citizen lobbying. It's not some shady backroom deal. It's citizens meeting with their elected officials, talking about concerns and actions that are important to them and their communities, about matters that are important like climate. And that's CCL. This is CCL. And this. And this. Ooh, everybody can cheer now. Ooh. Not quite at the finish gate, but I think we're we're doing really well. Either way, I think, you know, that's a one good step in a really good direction. But I may always have some level of concern about the climate. But now there is really room for hope. And this is something that I learned in my climate advocacy with CCL, you know, the power and the promise of collective action. Just being with people who really do truly care about these causes, just being in a meeting with them. That's so, so powerful, I think. And, you know, if you feel some angst and anxiety about climate change, I urge you to join a climate group or organization. While CCL is something that really speaks to me, I know folks over at, for example, Actera, who are, like, who are making local impacts in the name of climate change. And I personally greatly admire the work that EDF does as well. Climate change is a problem that needs groups of people working on you know, many different solutions. CCL is but one of many great organizations moving separately, but together towards a decarbonized future. Thank you everybody for your time and your attention. I really hope you find your roots and discover your own climate hope and action. Thank you. Irene, that was great. <laughs> I was joy listening to you. Um, just uh, how did you feel when you're giving the presentation? Um, I, we'll, we'll talk with the audience in a minute. I just wanted to get your 
hmm. you know, out of out of role. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it feels great giving a very hopeful presentation. I'm someone who's somewhat like quite positive, and I really like to share that positive energy with others. And I think that really resonates with them. Um, I think there's a lot of things in the presentation that really help people empathize with you as the speaker as well, that I think were very well designed into the presentation. For example, not, you know, not just the story, your basic story about why you got into being a climate advocate, but also sharing little tidbits like the first time I called Rokana, for example. These are things that the audience can really relate to and it kind of feels good as the speaker. And I think the audience likes it as well. Yes, uh, I, I was I was engaged. It was a story. I got right into it, and um, I really liked how you sort of braided your personal story, even without even realizing it. From when you were young, when you were going to school, what you're doing now, into your CCL experience, it's really a continuum. And for many of us, our stories are still unfolding in front of us, including new legislation passed by Congress. Uh, it just seems so natural, and it, I, I love the presentation. Thank you so much. I really do enjoy using this, I guess, the backbone of the presentation. I think a lot of care and work was, was put into this. So, good job. So, uh, we're going to pause now, and we're going to have some, what, what struck you all that, that saw Rain's presentation? What was different? Uh, what stood out? The backbone of all this is the call to action. And a, a modern way of looking at CCL presenting is you start with where you want the audience to be as best you can, and then you work the way back, work your way back all the way to the beginning. But the important part is where we started. The important part is you. And there is something very special about you. Very special because you are really all an avatar of what CCL represents, all of you. You bring the passion, you bring the experience, you bring the mission that we have all together as, as citizens to the foreground. And so instead of making the slides the feature of the presentation, this is all about bringing you into the picture to tell your story, to be a greater advocate, we talk about a climate advocacy that every time you do a presentation, you actually advance your own advocacy, but you also have an incredible opportunity to introduce CCL and have people join with us. The key isn't the slides, as I said before, and is what Irene was talking about, it is your story. It is your story. That's really the enabler. And to give you a, a sense of how the story points come together, we talked about your story point number one, the story point number two, but a collection of story points can build a level of engagement that starts at the time where the host introduces you and the time that you finish with your call to action. But along the line is increasing engagement. There's probably a high point, but it eventually, this notion of leaving people hopeful, engaged, excited leads to what? Well, the call to action, but it, because it's short, some of you mentioned that this is a short and impactful presentation. 
allows you to get a dialogue just like we had after Irene's uh, presentation that engages the audience. The audience will empower you and you can empower the audience. So it's a terrific combination when brought together. Okay, so let's see how we get to the same place. And what I'm going to do if we go on to the next slide is show this dynamic between the slides and the narrative. The important point is that as, as Abe mentioned, the slides are secondary. Your story, your narrative is primary. And this notion of a worksheet is a very efficient way to begin to organize your presentation by your story points. And notice a couple of things. Um, first of all, that the, these story points and narrative elements are itemized. There can be more than one slide. When, when Irene was clicking through, clicking through, clicking through, those are supplies that supported that story point. But there's also a purpose. What are you trying to accomplish with that story point to get you to your end destination, right? So you're starting with the story points on the left, you're moving to the right, short, high performance impact. The second thing is what are you trying to do? What is the desired audience reaction? As they be, began to work, as become interested, become engaged, become emotionally tuned and resonate with what you're trying to say. And that really is the basis for the script. So building a narrative and then ultimately taking the slides and having the slides fit the narrative. What do the slides do? You probably noticed there wasn't a lot of information, a lot of visuals, because we're all visual. I like to think of them as emotional accelerators. They don't substitute with what you say, but when you're standing and they're in the background, it accentuates and amplifies what you say and build that emotional, uh, that emotional engagement. So if we move to the next slide, I'll show you how I would use the narrative in my own narrative in my own presentation. This is a real situation where in the worksheet, I'm proposing to substitute an experience that I had that I found terribly moving and was really the anchor point for, well, that's why I'm, I'm sitting in front of you today. Uh, it was an experience that I had uh, in Washington, D.C., lobbying my member of Congress. Congress. And so I've kind of filled this out. That's me. Well, I'm way over to the lower left down there. That's Dave Kane. And this is my first lobby experience. My member of Congress, uh, Congress was Anna Issue. And we had a group, the lobby team, visiting her. And what was my role? I got to sit right next to Anna Issue. Well, I was there to express a note of appreciation. So, and I just found this whole experience just so amazing and uh, incredible. And uh, so that's the story point that I wanted to share. I wanted to take this slide deck and I wanted to modify putting my own experience, my story point number two into the presentation. So let's see in the next slide what happened. Again, you see that I have my narrative, my story points from the host introduction, the call to action. I put my story point up and there I am, there it is up on the screen. So the notion of paying attention to the narrative and the story points working that in uh, using, in this case, a spreadsheet, but it could be a set of index cards. You can do it a number of ways, but understanding 
what the story point is, why it's there, and what you expect in the audience reaction is really important. If it doesn't meet those standards, get rid of the slides. I know so many of us in the old days, we said, oh, this is a great slide. I've just got to get into my presentation. Wrong. <laughs> get it out unless there's a real purpose for it all. All right? And 15 minutes is enough to get you through the space to spare in a rotary presentation. It's going to be the anchor point for longer presentations. Keep it short, sweet, impact, powerful, and allow time for that audience discussion and dialogue. So the thing that often happens, we prime the audience. And you notice that when Irene talked about a really cool solution to climate change, she never dove into it. What do you think the audience is going to ask the moment the, the storytelling is over? What about that cool solution? And so what happens is when the audience is engaged and they're involved, it's very empowering that they're all drawing it out instead of you pushing it. So it's a really interesting trick. And we had more time we can comment, but let me go on uh, in the interest of time. Where I think we would recommend you start with this is where you are now. I realize that much of what you heard is new and, and sort of injecting yourself into the presentation uh, to draw out emotion is, is something that may uh, require you to uh, step out of your comfort zone. But we do have a set of base slides and we would advocate the first time around, uh, we call it uh, rotation, evolution, uh, revolutionary rotation. So each time around, you get a little bit better. It becomes part of you. So just take the sample narrative slides, make a few changes and try it to see how it goes. So that's the first part of the ver verification, most likely do. The second is to weave in your own story. Make it your own. Make it feel comfortable to you. Make it feel natural. And a ways of doing this, the second round through this pathway, the circular pathway, uh, if we go to the next slide, here's what I recommend that you try. And I call it getting ready for prime time. And this is belt slide. So the first step is write out your narrative using the, the worksheet write it out narrative end to end and read it out loud to yourself. Does it make sense? Does it have flow? Are you anticipating the next story point? Are you revisiting the important points of the early part of the session? So it's building. The next step, practice with a friend or CCL. Just telling that story. Uh, it could be uh, someone you could uh, debut uh, at a chapter meeting. The next, the next step, do a dry run without the slides, just from memory. And when you do it, just image, just image that slide. Oh yeah, yeah, it's this thing, it's this one. This one's coming next, this one's coming next. So you can give that presentation. And it's almost like a TED talk is what you're getting at. Just so much more effective. Number four, convert your narrative into the slide notes. But by this time, it's optional because it really, You've internalized that story. It'll be so natural, so natural. And the last step is practice the slides with Zoom. If you have a Zoom account, I know you kind of hate to see yourself on, on Zoom when you're making it presented, but do a recording and just see how it goes. I guarantee you that this will increase, no matter how you do the presentation, take these steps. 
it's really going to work for you and you're going to become a better presenter, you're going to be a better climate advocate. Okay, so moving on. Ah, this is where um, the other James, was it James? Was it James Baldwin? I'm sorry, I've forgotten the last name, but riffing on your presentation. As you go around, you will be here. And each time that you go around, you'll find ways, things that you learned, things that you did, suggestions. You're, you're being more mindful about your presentation. What are some of the risks that you could do? Well, you could have, instead of joining CCO, you could have a direct call to action. That's what James Ferguson was talking about. Absolutely fine as a riff on that. And there may be some, uh, some bill going through in Congress that's just uh, super good. It's like the Inflation Reduction Act. You can do that. What's another thing? Do a conservative version of presentation for people who are not like CCLers or not environmentalists. And we're in the process of building one of these right now that builds on the same approach that you can give. Uh, put in a before and after, put in a poll before, get the audience reaction, then take a poll after and see what, how this slides. We've done that and the audience is terrifically interested in what their peers are already talking about. Here's another riff, just give it as a TED talk. No, no slides. I've seen some CCL presenters have done it as a TED talk and it's just dynamite because it never takes the audience away from you and you have the potential to really have an impact like your slides never can. Okay, so that's kind of the things that I wanted to show, but this is all part of a, a, complete, a complete presenting process. And it could be with this presentation or the other, but you go through all these things. And we focus just tonight on the narrative, which is critically important, and the slides around. Now the studio, if you download it, we're gonna show you this, has integrated components for all the things in the color boxes that you see that support this. It's an integrated framework for you to go and be creative. And that's what a studio really is. You can come out as truly unique and powerful. General Q&A, we got the download here. We're very interested in hearing uh, about your experience, your comments, and this new approach. We're committed to your success. And so in line with the presenters and schedulers action teams supporting for all of this as part of the Climate Change University, we're gonna be doing some of the monthly seminars and some of the topical areas uh, that you all might be interested. How do you create really powerful slides? How do you do it? You can use PowerPoint, you can use uh, Google Slides. How do, you, how do you do this? So we're gonna be going through that. We're gonna have some narratives. You can kind of follow out to the rest. We really believe in this as a base for your presenting, all of your presenting. Okay, you're invited. It's really built for you. You can read this. Engaging audience, moving them to climate, our climate action. Uh, and uh, inject yourself into the presentation. You'll be surprised. Make a big difference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Thank Thanks, you. Dave. Thanks, Bye, Dave. everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, 
national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.